So uh, my name is Matt, by the way, and um, I have the privilege of being the senior leader, senior pastor of this church. And I have two sons, Andrew and Daniel. They're 26 and 23. I know you're looking at me. You think, how can someone so young have kids? I know what you were thinking. And uh, they both went to Ickleford School. And I remember, great school. And, uh, and I remember the first time that Andy was in the school play. And the way Ickleford used to do it, I don't know if they still do it this way, is that basically every, every year group performed a certain scene in the play. And so like, if you were in year six, you were in every scene, but every other year group uh, was in a particular scene. And so they did that scene together with singing and dancing and all that kind of stuff. And it, but it wasn't like in the order, so it didn't begin with reception and go all the way through. They just kind of jumbled it up. And, uh, and it lasted about an hour and a half. And, uh, and he wasn't on until about the fourth scene. And so I had to endure watching everyone else's kids for about 40 minutes. And, uh, and I was just desperate for that moment. But, but I remember sitting there and just seeing like, each group come in and then looking around at these ridiculous parents. Like, I'm sure like, you were never like this, but, but like, you know, the, the, the son or daughter would come onto the stage and suddenly like, this, the parent, they couldn't help themselves and they, they would literally stand up in front of everyone and just go, hey, hey, like, you know, Betty, it's mom, it's dad, woo And I remember looking at them with utter disdain and going, ugh, pathetic. Like, control yourselves. I mean, it's all right. Of course, you'd expect the, the, the little one to just, you know, be doing all that kind of stuff. I get that. But, like, as parents, like, you know, restrain yourselves. What's wrong with you? Like, and, um, and I thought, I'm never, never going to do that with Anna. I, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be like Danny Zuko in Greece. I'm going to be cool when, uh, when Andy walks in. And uh, anyway, it came to that moment uh, where Andy uh, in his class walked in. And he, and he came onto the stage. And I just couldn't help myself. And, and so before I knew it, it's like my body took control. And I was like, Andy, look at you. You're awesome. You're great. And I became the thing that I despised. <laughs> Our kids have a tendency to do that for us. When we look at them, we just we feel such pride. I remember even when my boys were little and they'd be in their bed and they'd be asleep. And I would sometimes just walk in and, and just look at them. Like, you parents, you've done that. You just look at your kids and you're just like, oh, so nice when they're asleep. <laughs> and and like, even now, like sometimes I'll just say to my boys, like, you know, I'll just say to them, oh, I'm proud of you. And they'll say like, well, like, like, well, like what? We haven't done anything. I was just like, because you're my boys. Like, my boys. I'm not proud of everything you do. <laughs> Some things I am. And that kind of, it reminds me of this amazing scene, the baptismal scene of Jesus himself 2,000 years ago. Jesus, the Son of God, as I said, broken into human history to show us what God is like. And, and in Luke chapter 3, you'll see it on the screens, just these two verses. Just before Jesus has done anything, it says, One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, from Father God, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Like, what a moment that must have been. Where literally Father, Son, and Spirit have this dance. 
where the Holy Spirit comes and rests on Jesus. And the Father cannot contain himself, but he stands and rips open the heavens and declares, and everyone hears, and declares, this is my boy. This is my son in whom I'm pleased, in whom I loved, in whom I love. And if you think about it in this moment, like, like what has Jesus done? Like maybe he's made a few tables because he was a carpenter or stonemason. But at this point, Jesus hasn't preached the good news of the kingdom. He's not made blind people see. He's about to do that. He's not made deaf people hear. He's about to do that. He's not fed thousands and thousands of people. He's about to do that. He has not calmed stormy oceans with the sound of his voice. He's about to do that. He's not raised people from the dead. He's about to do that. He has not changed and transformed people's lives. He's about to do that. He's not yet gone to the cross to have nails driven through his wrists and calling out to those who kill him, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He's about to do that. He's not yet risen from the dead. He's about to do that. He's not yet, after 40 days, returned to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to fill the church, us, to continue his mission. He's about to do that. As Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan, he's done none of those things. And yet the Father opens the heavens and says, that is my boy. I love him. I'm proud of him. And this morning, all I want to say to all of us gathered here is that this tells us something truly wonderful about God. That God loves us, not because of anything we do or don't do. He just loves us because he is a perfect father who dotes on his kids. He loves us because he loves us. That, that when we serve God and when we say yes to God, we, we don't serve him to get his approval, to get his acceptance. We serve him from being approved of. We are approved of by God, of course, just like my kids. We do things wrong. We hurt ourselves. We hurt other people. We hurt God. But that does not stop him today tearing open the heavens and saying over you, you are my child. I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. It's amazing news. If only we could believe it. And there are people in this room that maybe you've never even entertained the idea that not just God is real, but God loves you. And he declares that love over you. And maybe there are people who've been walking with Jesus for a long, long time. And yet you still haven't made the journey from the head to the heart. I I can remember years ago running a a small group with a bunch of 20-somethings. And I said to them, like, if, if imagine that God was sitting on a seat here. And right next to me, and, uh, and I turned to him and said, like, God, what do you think of everyone in the room? But before God speaks, why don't you all tell me what you think God's about to say? And it was amazing because everyone started to talk about how they were basically doing badly. And that's what God would draw their attention to. It's like someone said, oh, he'd probably say that, you know, I should stop messing up in this area. Or he'd say that I should read my Bible more. Or that I should go to church more regularly. Everyone got into that. And when they'd finished, in my best pastoral voice, I said to them, everything you've said is rubbish. It's rubbish. Because in so many verses in the Bible like this one that we'd read today... The Father, who is here by his Spirit. And if I said, what do you think of Chris? What do you think of Chloe? What's your first thought, God, when you think of Chris? Then the Father would say to you, Chris, Chris is my son. 
I love Chris and I'm for him. Chloe is my daughter. I love her and I'm for her. That's God's first thought to them. It's God's first thought to all of us. And that love is proven by a cross and an empty tomb that proves how much he loves you. That he would go through so much for us. Friends, wherever you are in your journey of faith, you can ignore God, but you can't escape him. He is with you right now, inviting you to reach out your hand to him, to put him in the center of your life, to invite him to be not just the one who saves you from all the rubbish in this broken world for now and all eternity, but to be the one who leads you into fullness of life, even when life is tough. That he'd be with you and he'd be for you and he'd give you what your soul longs for, which is peace. Which is peace. The God who loves you today. What will you do with him? What will you do with a love like that? Let me pray. I'm going to invite everyone just to close their eyes just for a moment. And we're going to sing another song. But just before we do that, I want to create an opportunity. Maybe there's someone here today who wants to say to Jesus, Okay, I give my life to you. Forgive me from living my life without you. Give me a brand new start. And help me to live this day forward for you. In a moment, I'm just before I'm going to pray, I'm going to ask if that's you today and you want to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to ask you in a moment to put your hand up. Every Christian in the house should be praying for courage to come. You still may have questions. I've got questions. I've been following Jesus for 40 or so years. I've still got questions. But I know that Jesus is real. And I know that he's true because he's changed my life. Brought me through the best and worst of times. Try him out. See what he'll do. He'll rock your world. He's amazing. And so if there's anyone here today who just wants you, all I'm going to do is say a prayer, and I'm going to include you in my prayer. And at the end, I've got some stuff I'd love to give you just to help you in your journey of faith. Or you need to recommit yourself to say you're in. If that's you today with me, why don't you just put your hand up so I can see. Is there anyone here? Great. I see your hand there. That's wonderful. Is there anyone else, anyone else who wants to say a yes to Jesus? That's great. I see your hand and yours too. That's so good. Three people here. Are there any others? Anyone else? Okay, you guys can put your hand down. Father, for those of us this morning who have reached out to you, maybe for the first time, maybe to recommit, I join with them now and we say, God, we're sorry for all of the things that we've done that have hurt us, hurt other people, hurt you. Thank you that you love us so much that you forgive us because of Jesus' death and resurrection and have dealt with it. And Lord, would you come and would you help us to live the rest of our life for you, serving you, following you, living the life that we were created to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful.